Hello everyone, Kathy Balding here. Great to be with you and great to bring you Excuse Me for this week, week four. Hard to believe really, isn't it? And many of you will know that Excuse Me is essentially a weekly version of my monthly newsletter, which I've been putting out now for about 10 years, which is also very hard to believe. And Excuse Me is all about learning from what COVID-19 and our response to it is teaching us and looking at how we can apply it over the longer term to creating and striving for and maintaining high quality care more generally because COVID-19 is all about high performance and high quality and I'm really interested in what we can grab from this and apply over the longer term. And this week I'm talking about staying motivated. What can we learn from COVID-19 about that? And you don't need me to tell you that motivation is a hard thing to sustain under periods of sustained stress. And that's pretty much what we've got now. I mean, different people are dealing with it in different ways. But it's now becoming a bit of a grind where we've done incredibly well. Thank you to the efforts of all of you out there. Um, amazing work absolutely we'll look back on this and we won't be able to believe the amazing work that everyone has done i think but now we're in that phase where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel but we're not quite there and that's traditionally a really difficult time to get back up again and stay motivated and keep going so i thought i'd take a look at that and see where we are and what we can learn from motivation in this time of our response to COVID-19 and how we can then apply that to creating great care over the longer term. So when you look at motivation, I always think that generally speaking, you need an overarching purpose, uh, whether it be to your work life, whether it be to your life in general, uh, whether it be your own sort of personal manifesto about what you're trying to achieve in life but you kind of need something bigger than the day-to-day -day. otherwise I find motivation really does come and go and you might say well Kathy at the moment I'm very motivated to watch five seasons of something on Netflix and I'm sure you are and I know the feeling don't worry but that's a bit like being motivated to eat a lot of fairy floss. You know, it sounds like a great idea when you really feel like it and it's great while you're doing it. And then afterwards you think, hmm, feeling a bit empty now. So yes, by all means, go for your life. But in terms of creating great care, I think you need a personal overarching purpose. Now, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet, but every single one is unique. That kind of tells us something, don't you think? You know, to me, that tells me that my overarching purpose has to be something about the things that I bring and applying them and, and trying to be the best me I can be in that process. And, you know, one of, one of those uh, things that I find for my overarching purpose that, that seems to have emerged over the years is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to help people to create the best care they possibly can across health aged uh, community and human services. Now I can express it much more eloquently than that, but that's kind of it. That's really where I've landed amongst you know, other things. But professionally, that's certainly what I feel you know, I can do and can help with. So that overarching purpose really helps. And so you know, I'd encourage you to think, well, at the end of the day, what would I like people to say to me 
um, you know, perhaps when COVID-19 has kind of become a bit of a memory um, or this time next year, you know, or, or at the end of my life, what would I like people to say to me that they remember me for and know me for and are grateful to me for? And that's really helpful, I think, because then it, it just helps a little bit when the day-to-day -day motivation wanes and you're thinking, I really can't be bothered to do anything. So that overarching purpose, to me, that's, that's just a really important part of motivation generally. But let's take a look at COVID-19 and what I've observed and what I hope we can hang on to over the longer term. The first thing is be future focused. And this is just so obvious, isn't it? There's a day-to-day -day necessity to do the right things and keep going. But all of that is with an eye to the future. We want to come out of this at the other end as well as possible. And so I think that, and we're talking about um, creating great care, it's easy to get stuck in the day-to-day -day grind of audits and incident reports and meetings, really, really easy. And without that future focus, you can really make quality a very transactional thing rather than a transformational thing. So that future focus, whether it be six months or 12 months or two years, but have a bit of a picture of where you'd like to be down the track and how you'd like things to be different and how you'd like them to be better. So I'm seeing that very much with COVID-19. We're doing the right things day to day, but we really have an eye on where we want to be in three, six, 12 months. And that is very helpful in keeping people going, particularly when they're seeing progress towards that, but I'll uh, mention that in a minute. Next one, paint a picture of a worthwhile destination and how to get there. So that's really taking be future focused and taking it down to the next level, which is what does that mean specifically? Give yourself one specific thing. You will be really, really pleased you've achieved in that six months or 12 months period, however future focused you want to be at the moment. What would you absolutely love people to say to you, as I said earlier, about what you've achieved in that time? And that has to be quite specific. It has to be specific enough to get you out of bed in the morning. So not just some vague, oh, well, I want things to be better or I want the quality of my service to be better. No, no, no. Take something that you can really specifically define. And so you'll be able to look at it and say, yeah, I did that. I made that. That's there because I decided to make it so. And if I hadn't decided to make it so, it wouldn't be there. So something quite specific. It might be a small thing like, oh, I'm just going to fix that meeting so it works. <laughs> That's what I'm going to focus on. It might be some, you know, major project, but something quite concrete. Something, as I said, that gets you out of bed in the morning. And how to get there, you don't have to go into great detail at this point to stay motivated, but you have to have a bit of a mud map. You have to be able to see that there is a path from where you are to where you've decided you want to be. Because you might say that, oh, well, Kathy, you know, uh, my worthwhile destination is to uh, play tennis at Wimbledon. Well, that's a very worthwhile motivation. But if you're not already playing tennis at a pretty high level, uh, well, Wimbledon next year might be very difficult to chart a realistic path towards. So pick something that you can chart a realistic path towards. It can be aspirational and it should be, but it must be doable because we need you to believe 
that is possible. And that's what I'm seeing in the COVID-19 response. We believe we can beat this. And I know that, that, that does, I know people are having moments of doubt and days of doubt and possibly weeks of doubt. Absolutely, that's being human. And in fact, doubt is not a bad thing because it makes you stop and think and reflect. But overwhelmingly, we believe we can get through this in the best possible way. And that's such an important thing because, you know, going back to the Wimbledon example, deep down, unless you're already playing at a very high level, deep down, you know, you're probably not really going to get to Wimbledon next year. You need to pick something that you absolutely believe you can make happen. And as part of that, you need people around you to believe that as well. If you try to travel any path alone, it's very difficult to maintain um, any sort of sustained motivation. And you have a look at COVID-19, no one really is traveling alone. We, what's the thing? We're all in this together. And you need people around you who are committed to supporting you on that path, either helping you in a really material way or just providing lots and lots of support. So you have to believe you can get there and the people around you have to believe you can get there as well. Small steps. Now, small steps, I know I bang on about this quite a lot, but a lot of people think, oh, I've got this aspiration and I've set this destination and now I have to have these major sort of pieces of work to get there. Well, yes, some things do take major pieces of work, but the overwhelming evidence, not only from our COVID-19 response, but from anything to do with motivation is if you break down the big pieces of work as far as you can into the smallest steps that you can, you are much more likely to keep going. And when I talk about the stone cutters group there, that's something that really motivates me uh, and you know, when I need it, and I need it quite a lot, uh, just like everybody else. And the stone cutters creed is remembering that when you see a stone cutter split a great rock, that may be the 101st blow with that sledgehammer or that chisel, not the first. There's a hundred blows before that and each one played its part. But when you're at blow 50, it's hard to see any progress. But unless that stone cutter makes those 100 blows, they're not going to split the rock on the 101st. And that's, I find that extremely helpful because you know, you try and try and try and try and you can't see any progress. But in fact, by taking those steps, you are building progress. And at some point you will split the rock. So a great thing to remember. Observe and flex, and, and this is what we're seeing, aren't we, with COVID-19 incredibly. We're seeing the small constant steps Wash your hands, keep distant, don't travel unless you have to, do the right things over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now, they're small steps. They're not necessarily easy, some of them, but they're small. They're things that we can conceptualise and we can do. So that is a great example, I think, of those small steps, plus observing how well they work and flexing when we have to. Even within those small steps, there's flexibility depending on how we're evolving 
with our success rate. And so we're starting to talk about coming out the other end and what that will look like. So there will still be small steps, but they will be different small steps because things are changing. So it is very much about observing your steps. And if you have to flex them, if you have to make some adjustments because things are changing, you do that. But you don't stop striving towards your destination. And absolutely to stay motivated, you must recognise progress. You must be onto it. Don't let milestones pass. Mark them and celebrate them. Congratulate yourself. Get those people around you full of congratulation and celebration. Because as human beings, we do need to stop every so often and say, yep, you know what? I think I just split a stone. Wow, Under one, after 100 blows, I got to the 101st. And it makes such a difference. Our, our brains as human beings really, really like the celebration and the marking and the recognition. So don't ignore it. It's not frivolous and useless. It's actually really, really important. So there are the sorts of things that I'm observing um, in this time of our response to COVID-19. And all of these things are absolutely critical for us to apply so that we can stay motivated to create great care, which is also a long-term proposition. We create it and then we have to sustain it. And it kind of never really ends, particularly in the complexity of health and aged and human services. So think about those, uh, those motivational factors and see if you can absorb some of them into your practice more broadly, not just with COVID-19, which you're doing absolutely brilliantly, but more broadly when we're talking about creating great care. And as part of creating uh, great care and staying motivated to do that, you have to paint that picture of a worthwhile destination and how to get there. And we're seeing a bit of a theme through all of the uh, excuse me's now, aren't we? And I didn't kind of set out to do that, but something I'm noticing for every single topic that I'm choosing is you must have clarity of what you're trying to achieve. And so my new quality system roadmap course, which will be out in May, um, part of that, module one, addresses exactly that, how to define and create the destination you want to get to. And as you can see there, the Quality System Roadmap course, it's six actions and six accelerators for creating great care. The actions are the things you absolutely have to do. It's kind of the mud map, if you like, that I was talking about to get from here to there. And the accelerators are the tools that I've developed over the years that I know work to ramp up your progress. And so module one is about painting a picture of the point of care quality you want to be known for. And the accelerator is those great care goals and actions that come from helping people to define great care through a scenario process and I know some of you have been through that with me live in workshops remember those and and some of you may have read about it in my book the point of care and, and my other books but some of you will not know what I'm talking about so jump on module one uh, I'm making it freely available until the end of April so that you can avail yourself of that as you start to plan for life after COVID-19 and applying what we've learned to creating great care. So thank you so much for all of you, to all of you for your efforts. It's what would we do without you? 
And it only remains for me to say good luck this week. <laughs>